All right, I, I started. I hit record again. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, let me we'll get the jiggles out. <laughs> get them out again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Lift off and the clock has started. Everybody and welcome to episode 161 of That Pixel Life. Uh, we are recording on October 3rd, 2021. I am your host, Shannon Moore. And uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, Game Pass, uh, the games that are coming out this month, uh, Scarlet Nexus and the Avengers, uh, Sony buying a company called Blue Point Games. You may have heard of them. Uh, what does that mean for their, uh, what's on the horizon for uh, for Sony and Blue Point? Uh, also, uh blizzards finally settling some of their lawsuits uh they've settled a doozy for the equal employment opportunity commission um would like to talk to zach about that this week but apparently after you turn 42 pieces of your body start falling off and you can't record so uh we have uh my other faithful host mr justin get off my balls i'm taking a piss carter it's your boy i know i uh i felt really bad for zach when i heard that you know his ankle or whatever it's been his... it's 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 a knee it's part of your knee so yes whatever part of his leg <laughs> he messed up you know i was like uh we went out for megan's brother's birthday yesterday i had like two ciders and like a scooby snack shot and like this morning woke up at 9 a.m and immediately doordash jack in the box <laughs> because i was like i need something greasy and awful in my stomach to get get all this out Nice. You know, it's, uh, you know, back in my younger days, uh, after a night of drinking, it was so good to just go out and get that greasy food and just soak it all up. But now, like in my, like, 40s, if I tried to do that, like, not only would I be hungover, but I would also have diarrhea. So it's just like, you know, <laughs> you, you take up the one spot where you need to puke and it with, you know, the pooping. And it's just, yeah, it doesn't work out well anymore. You get what you get, and that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm in Zach's boat where you just wake up every morning and roll a D20, and you look at the chart to see, like, what's going to hurt today. And usually it's my back. My back is a solid one. But um, You got a little keychain that just is like a Pez dispenser, but for ibuprofen that you just pop a couple into your hand first thing in the morning on the way to work. How do you know? It's like a little, it looks like a little canteen. You just, like, screw off the bottom, two Advil pop out, and you put them back in. And of course, like, I'm at the, the part now where it's, I've, like acclimated to it so i'm up at like 800 milligrams a day so you just have an IV iv bag in the car and stuff that's just main vein in it right in there pretty much it's just like one of those things where you just like wish that somebody would attack you with a baseball bat with the hopes of like maybe just knocking something right back into place so you don't have to worry about it hurting anymore <laughs> or if you know they knock something out that way you get the good stuff from the doctor <laughs> yeah that would be a. Uh... That would be very comforting to to do that. But uh, you know, we do we do wish Zach a speedy recovery. Uh, I know he didn't want to record tonight because he was uh, he got the good stuff. Uh, and you know, apparently, when you have the good stuff, you can't form coherent thoughts or have ideas on video games. So um, so yeah, so uh, we're we're here holding down the ship. Uh, hope we do a quality show for you, Zach. I know you listen to it, and uh, you know, 
if you have any critiques, just uh, keep them to yourself. Uh, so to start off this week, we're going to talk about some uh, some news, um, some interesting news, actually. Uh, game Pass revealed that they're going to have Scarlet Nexus and the Avengers game uh, come out for for their patrons to play. Um, are you excited about this, Justin? How do you feel about uh, these two games? Uh, I mean, I'm interested in Scarlet Nexus. I could not give a single fuck about Avengers, though. And I thought it was funny because I saw Zach on, I think he was talking to Robbie on Twitter about it, mm-hmm. about it coming to Game Pass. And he's like, oh, dude, it's coming to Game Pass. Zach's like, yeah, I might check it out. And I'm like, why? This is going to be second <laughs> extinction all over. Like, you know it's bad going into it. Like, I don't know what you think you're going to get out of the game just because it's free. <laughs> but let me tell you. It's probably going to suck, and I like, I don't want to play with you. Like, Even if I get to be Black Panther because the DLC is free that it's bundled, I still don't want it. That's not going to pull me in. What about you? Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I felt kind of, you know, I, I was a little upset because Robbie was like, oh, yeah, like, I'd like to play with you in this game. I was like, it's a four player game, dude. Like, I mean, there's two other people that are on this show that would like to probably try this game out. I mean, I, I have no desire to play this game solo. But like, if I was going to experience this train wreck, I would like to experience it with my, with my boys. Okay, I can see that, like, because that was the thing with Second Extinction, was, you know, it was awful, but because we were experiencing the awfulness together, it kind of made it fun to a point, and then, you know, fun could not salvage that game any further. Mm -mm. So, you know, if we could get you, me, Zach, and Robbie, like, one Friday night or whatever for, like, a couple hours to try some Avengers, I think I'd probably be down. Yeah, like Scarlet Nexus for sure. Like I definitely would be into playing. It seems like a a style of game I would enjoy playing. I don't necessarily know if I would follow it through just because um, you know, at some point my skill level just turns into button mashing in that type of game. <laughs> uh so, you know, I think it's a it's a strong uh one strong contender and one kind of dud that they're hoping to salvage some type of uh business model out of. Because Spider-Man still ain't in that game, and he ain't coming out until like next year, and he was supposed to be one of like the first few that got put into that game. So, um, you know, anything to breathe new life into that game, so it tries to get some new legs underneath it. I I'm for. I know people that worked on that game and are working in the rollout of it, so it's kind of disappointing to you know hear that it's having a challenging time. Um, so I kind of want it to succeed. Uh, but yeah, it's um kind of a it's kind of a hard sell <laughs> yeah i was like i think the words challenging time pretty much describe the initial release <laughs> to where it's at right now for avengers <laughs> yeah it's it's that that game uh could not have been launched worse i mean but even then it started before that i mean you put out those discount avengers and you're not going to get people excited about it i mean you put that out pretty much like right after Endgame um and you know everybody was still hyped on those characters and they're iconic you can't mess with their look that as much as you did and make subtle changes you know over time so you know it, it just spiraled from there I've, I've heard you know nobody likes fighting hundreds and hundreds of robots nobody likes the brown desolate wasteland of utah uh the expansion set up until wakanda's uh uh rollout was more of the bland same kind of stuff so 
yeah, um, they got a lot to change. Uh, but you know, I don't know how they they haven't gotten the Destiny fans to come back over and and try it out. I mean, Destiny's pretty much the same thing. It's the same six maps that you just do over and over again, right? So yeah, I mean, the people who you know bought Anthem day one need something to go play. So ouch, dude, that's a deep cut. Like, I mean, I might have bought it on day one. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> It's like, I don't necessarily know if I want to own up to the fact that I gave them $60 day one for that game. But I mean, you just added to the list of reasons why I don't really like EA and, you know, Anthem sitting at the top of that list. Um, but uh, talking about other uh, companies, uh, Sony this week announced that they were buying Blue Point Games. Now, uh, if you don't know Blue Point Games, they did the remakes of Shadow of the Colossus and the Demon Souls remake. Um, so Sony came out and said that they were going to buy them, but didn't specifically say what projects they were going to be working on or what they had uh, in the pipe for them to potentially remake. Um I mean, this is the studio that does a really good job at, at, you know, doing those remakes, Justin. Is there a game that you would like to see that's in the Sony uh, archives that hasn't been touched in a while that you would like to see them remake? Man, it's like hard because, you know, they did such a good job on Demon's Souls. It's like I would want them to do like, like, I don't even think because they already remade Dark, like remastered Dark Souls already. I mean, I guess they could do the second one, but it's like out of the three, the second one's pretty much like the bottom tier. So it's like, I don't know if they'd want them to waste their time, you know, mm -hmm. doing that. Um, but I'm, it's definitely interesting that they snatched them up. Like, they obviously have something that they want them to make. Maybe you'll get your uh, Heavenly Sword remastered. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because looking at the two things that they've remade, um, they're both kind of like third person over the shoulder, um, you know, uh, combat-esque style and like some platforming to an extent, too. Uh, I would really like to see, though, Resistance Fall of Man get like the... Yeah. the <laughs> but i mean it's a it's a first person shooter right and i don't know if this company you know has that in their wheelhouse to do a good job on because i would really like them to see a proper remake or re-envisioning of that franchise i mean it wouldn't be the first time though that a company took another company and was like you're gonna make this and like well we've never done this before though and they're like yeah that's cool but you're gonna make this now <laughs> and use this engine that you've never used before and here you go. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong, right? I mean, yeah. it's worked out every single time before, so. Has it, though? Um, no, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it'll, I'm, tr I'm just trying to think of what else is out there. Or do you, do you buy them and you're just like, okay, you guys make really good, uh, you have really good remakes and you have this, this combat, um, you know dynamic down let's put you into a new ip let's give you something new and let you create something i mean do you think this is something that's a possibility i mean that could be a possibility um i was gonna also say thinking about it too um sly cooper's due for mm -hmm. a remake so it would be cool to get you know like one through four remastered or whatever especially you know we've had like crash bandicoot remastered recently we've had spyro um, so it'd be cool to kind of continue the tradition and get Sly Cooper or even like, you know, we haven't seen Killzone 
in forever either get like the original kills even though that's kind of falling under the same territory as resistance where it's first person it's not really in their wheelhouse but those are all like sony ips that we haven't seen in a minute mm-hmm. no they'll just probably slap together like a new uncharted remastered remastered edition yeah uh, and last of us remaster <laughs> remaster remaster yeah a yeah, tomb raider let's do another tomb raider remaster remaster uh but yeah it's um it'll be interesting to see what they come up with um and you know sony's never sony's never one to really show their cards too soon so keep uh keep uh, an eye on that space um the last one the last news story we have this week uh is pretty much uh blizzard settled this week um with the equal employment opportunity commission um for 18 million dollars uh for creating a frat boy style uh work environment um at their at their company headquarters and in a lot of their remote locations um so 18 million um for you know basically harassing the entire female staff how do you feel about that justin do you think it's justified or do you think it should have been more i mean i'm actually you know i i want to say like i'm surprised i guess that like i don't know what's going to actually come of this like you know i'm hoping things will change for the better i mean it's an interesting it's just like to put a number on it like i guess it's 18 million for you know being disgusting and like treating your employees like shit but i'm hoping that things will start to change for the bet like this basically proved though like it went to court like you know stuff got so like people are being held accountable now like people have been fired um i know not everyone obviously has been you know and i know blizzard's trying to like protect their assets and stuff like that but i'm really hoping that this kind of sets the tone going forward for not only like blizzard but you know other companies like i know naughty dog got called out like not too long ago before blizzard and stuff for like you know uh women like equal rights like women being treated like lesser and stuff and being harassed and like they go to hr and then hr is basically like not taking their side or taking it seriously and stuff so i'm hoping this kind of puts a pin in that and like things start to be taken more seriously in like the gaming workplace and stuff like that yeah it's uh i mean it was pretty startling i mean 80 percent of activision's workforce is uh male um so it's you know pretty a pretty startling number and this doesn't actually get them out of hot water with i think they have three other lawsuits going on right now one with the um I forget what it is. I think it's the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. So they have one for the state of California. And then they also have the Securities and Exchange Commission investigating them and suing them for other fraudulent activities with regards to uh, how they're spending their money. So um, while this is a step in the right direction, um, does this change your attitude on buying any Blizzard Activision games? Do you still... uh, Looking at that Diablo 4, I mean, d- does it change your overall outlook on the company now that they've settled to pay this money? Um, I mean, just in general, from everything that's happened with the lawsuit and stuff, it actually has, like, I haven't bought Diablo 2, the remaster, like, and that was one that I initially really wanted to get, mm-hmm. and I basically have, like, no interest at this point in mm-hmm. it. 
and it's like as much as i would be interested in diablo 4 like i don't know if i'm going to get it anymore because of that or like you know maybe like get it way later down the road or something when it's like 30 bucks or something and they're like please buy this Mm -hmm. (laughs) like oh go ahead oh no i was just gonna say it's been interesting too because uh you know since the release of diablo 2 on twitter and stuff twitter's been like advertising it and i've been clicking on it reading the comments and stuff and people are just like ripping them apart on fucking twitter like they're like oh you know diablo 2 and they're like yeah well why don't you like fix your workplace you fucks and it's just like (laughs) dude so it's like people are still mad at them and Mm -hmm. people are like yeah i'll pirate this because i don't want to give blizzard any money and stuff and even blizzard people who've worked on diablo 2 and stuff are like yeah like i get it like i told if people want to pirate the game and stuff like you know i'm not upset about it like you know they can go ahead if they don't want to give blizzard money because we totally get it over here yeah i mean that game is also like 20 years old and i get you're doing like a a, you're slapping a fresh coat of paint on it but you know that's kind of i mean it's kind of a bad way to come out of the gate on on something that you're hoping to make some money on uh i I mean there are varying stories that are out there too because you have the employees that are also talking about you know the culture is changing and there are people that worked really hard on these games and you know by not buying the game you're punishing the people that weren't involved in the uh you know the nefarious activities um you know so i don't you know i don't really trust those just because it just seems like you know they're probably paying some of these poor slobs to just try to put a positive spin on things uh to try to get people to want to buy their games um but yeah, I'm pretty just soured on the whole experience. Um, I think I'm in your boat where like Diablo 4 is going to be the next Diablo for another like 20 years. So it doesn't really matter if you buy it now or if you buy it like a multiple years down the road. You're still going to get the same quality game. You're still going to be able to play with your friends because, you know, they're all going to be playing the same version for a while. <laughs> um, you know, they'll start a new character with you. It's okay. Uh so yeah, I don't think I feel I'm missing. I'm I'm not gonna have a big, huge like FOMO when Diablo Four comes out. Um, and even on their, you know, I noticed too on their Call of Duty mobile game, like they took their name off of it. Like if you load up, <laughs> if you if you load up Call of Duty um, Modern Warfare on your phone, uh, it's just uh, their parent, the company that basically handles the the mobile portion of it, Teamy uh it's their logo on the front now activision's completely removed so i thought that was pretty funny too just a little update on on the call of duty front um uh in other news i know it wasn't on our on our outlet i don't know if you want to talk about it but britney spears is actually out of her conservatorship now uh you know twitter is rejoicing uh they're taking all the credit for this uh the twitter sphere um you know at it again good job guys do you have any hot takes that you want to uh, drop on that? <laughs> Nothing. Um, it was pretty funny. Like the day it happened, because I saw online like the day it happened. I guess she like went to Hawaii and stuff to celebrate because now she can like do whatever the fuck she wants. And then like posted a bunch of pictures and stuff. And in the group chat, my friend Troy's like, "Yeah, day one of Britney off the thing." She's like posting like tit pics and stuff. And my friend Brandon's <laughs> like how did I miss this? And then like disappeared for a while. And I'm like, Brandon's immediately like incognito mode, like on the internet, trying to find out what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, Brandon, it's okay. You can come back. Like, 
Damn. Scandalous over there, dude. Um, but I saw that, I guess, uh, they said that next they want to try and help Amanda Bynes. Like, <laughs> she's, been, she's been going through the ringer herself. <laughs> so the internet's, like, happy. They're like, all right, we helped Brittany. They're like, we're going to get Amanda Bynes next out of whatever shitty situation she's dug herself <laughs> into over the past, like, 15 years. Oh, man. Imagine what Twitter could do if they, like, just turned their attention towards something that actually mattered in the world. Like, you know, I don't know, climate change or, like, corrupt politics or anything like that. But no, like, we just stick to the small fish. Amanda Bynes, that's where we're going. She's all that. It was great. Uh, <laughs> or like, well, I, don't, I don't know, whatever movie she was in. I don't know. Um, Dude, um, speaking of other news, too, I I was definitely interested in this. The fact that I guess Konami came out and they said that they're going to try to revive Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill. Well, I know Robbie's going to be happy with Metal Gear. Like, he's going to put in another 400 hours into Metal Gear Solid 6. But it's like, so that's the thing is <laughs> Konami released a Metal Gear game after they fired kojima and it was universally hated like it, i mean it wasn't like a true metal gear game it was just survive or whatever and it, it was garbage i heard but um they basically came out and said that they were willing to work with like outside people and stuff on these games so i'm assuming like if they were to do metal gear that they would probably work with kojima on it <laughs> um they're like we need you back um but that also potentially opens the door i mean if they're willing to do that i'm like we could get the pt silent hill like that could potentially come back then if they're willing to work with him and he's willing to work with them i don't know why he would mm -hmm. like i would be like fuck you guys like you burn this bridge and for castlevania you know, I mean, we have Bloodstained, which is basically the spiritual successor to Castlevania, and I think it's great. And they haven't really released anything Castlevania since then, but I know writing off the, the high of releasing the Game Boy Advance games and it being, like, loved and on the top-selling stuff on the eShop and Steam and whatever, that, you know, they're probably trying to cash in on that Castlevania goodness. And they said that for like they wanted for the next Castlevania game that it was going to be a reimagining of Castlevania, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> like that's a scary thought of Konami <laughs> saying that it's a reimagining, like not a remaster, not a whatever. But like I'm like, was it going to be like a, a one versus a hundred Castlevania game where you have to like <laughs> kill kill like Castlevania's like dracula's minions and stuff and then be the last one standing to fight dracula like with battle royale castlevania game like what does that mean <laughs> that it's a reimagining yeah uh i don't know i think maybe they're gonna try to bring it out of like the 2d world and maybe bring it into maybe a 3d type setting i mean well, that would be kind of cool i guess and they did that before and none of those games were that great and people were like yeah dude remaster uh castlevania what's it called like in the darkness because there was like two or three playstation 2 games that were 3d mm -hmm. and like none of them though were like oh like 10 out of 10 ign or anything <laughs> what if they i mean like there's a lot of characters in the franchise right i mean like mm -hmm. you probably have like 
I mean, I, I've never played uh, specifically any of them, like, really. So I know there's a couple of the Belmonts, right? There's probably, like, three or four Belmonts. And then there's a couple different renditions of Dracula and the vampires and things like that, right? What if they just make an anime style like they did with, the, uh, like, an anime style fighter? <laughs> where It's like you just get to choose your characters and it's just, like, a standard, uh, like, beat him up i think that'd be pretty funny <laughs> yeah and what's funny is i i don't know if you know i mean they did release a castlevania fighting game at one point that had like a bunch of the characters from like the castlevania series and stuff and then they had that one game it was on xbox and i think now it's on game pass and stuff and you can play it where they basically took all the characters from the like symphony of the night aria and dawn of sorrow um portrait of ruin like all the ds and like game boy castlevania games basically and made it like it's like a multiplayer game where you can have up to i want to say it's like six players or something like that to go through the castle and you're all trying to get to the boss and stuff to fight and so it'd be cool if they did like i'd be down for something like that like on like that'd be cool like on the switch and stuff to be able to play with people but also nintendo's online is garbage so i don't know if i really want to sit through (laughs) trying to like connect with people or play with friends like we had to do with mario golf and stuff like using the app to talk to each other and no good yeah um I don't know. It's pretty funny because I, you know, I keep thinking up of all these ways that you can reimagine a series, and then you tell me that they've pretty much already done it in one way, shape, or form. So I don't necessarily know where they're going to go with this. I'm just a little confused. Um, I mean, I'm glad that you know they're not they're coming back into the uh, to the video game market. I think it's pretty funny that probably their pachinko machines weren't you know rocking in as much dough as they thought it was going to for them. So. You know, welcome well, back. Uh, I'm sure with co- with too. COVID and stuff in Japan, you know, a lot of the pachinko parlors like were shut down for like a year, year and a half and stuff. So I'm oh, sure okay. they lost a shit ton of money. And since that was their main source of revenue, they're like, all right, guys, that's probably why they threw out the Castlevania Game Boy Advance. And I do, we need to recoup some money real quick here. <laughs> like dust off, dust off the vault and uh, pull something good out. Yeah, like we were, we were like fifty percent of the way through that PT game. Let's just do that again. Let's uh, let's yeah. bring that up. They're like, yeah, uh, do we still have Kojima's number? Like, let's uh, <laughs> give him a call. See what he's doing right now. Making Death Stranding two even weirder than Death Stranding one. Yeah, they're like he doesn't even walk anymore. He's just like in a wheelchair, like rolling around <laughs> the savannah, delivering Amazon packages. <laughs> awesome i like it uh yeah it's just uh i don't know let's see what kind of weird dystopian thing they can put in there um but hold on um yeah all right uh so any more news not that i know of okay all right well uh look at that uh we're into what have we been playing uh that's my uh theme song right now since uh Melanie Derringer is uh, actually working on something for us. Um, you get Dude, stuck I'm so that. excited because the opening is such a banger. So it's I know. like I'm excited to hear. I know I'm gonna. Tunes. You know it'll be. Fu- Hopefully it's a. Uh, you know it's uh it's fast enough to get you pumped, but it's slow enough to where we like we can put some like you know bullshit lyrics on there sometime when i'm you know feeling <laughs> you know like Extra. you know i just want to ruin something beautiful uh so yeah you know it'll be it'll be fun to uh to hear what she comes up with i'm pretty sure it's gonna be uh another chart topper for us um but um 
Justin, what have you been playing this week? Anything? So this week I booted up, speaking of the Castlevania Game Boy Advance <laughs> uh, collection, I booted that up mm-hmm. and I played through and I beat Ari of Sorrow. Um, I I love Ari of Sorrow. I've played it numerous times throughout my life, so I was able to get through it you know, pretty quick since I play it on a not regular basis, but I go back probably every few years and like boot it up again to play it just because it's one of my favorite games. And it held, I mean, it looks great. Like handheld looks great and stuff for Game Boy Advance. I also played it on the TV and stuff in the living room. It was cool. And what I really like about this is it has a lot of cool features. Like one, it has almost like an emulator state thing with it where you can do quick saves and quick loads mm-hmm. so you don't like have to get to a save room and stuff you can do like quick save and then like oh man you like mess something up and then you can just like boot it back and stuff which is really cool but what's also really nice is it has a rewind feature mm. which especially for aria of sorrow which is one of the games where you have to there's souls that you have to collect and stuff from the monsters there's specific ones that you need to actually like beat the game Mm-hmm. But then, like, if you were trying to, like, 100% it and stuff where you get, like, 100% of the souls, some of them, the drop rate is disgusting on trying to get it. You could sit there and kill, like, 150 of the enemy and never get, like, one soul out of it. And so the rewind feature is really nice because there's, like, some spots where there will be the enemy that you're trying to farm souls from. And if they can, like, run in, like hit it like nope just rewind real quick and just keep doing it over and over and over again instead of having to like we'll exit the room come back in like kill it again exit the room come back in it's like nope you can just hold down zr and then like push back or whatever and it's like rewind and then kill it again rewind kill it again rewind and i would i was doing that for probably like 15 minutes like on this one enemy trying to get the soul i'm just like rewind 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 (laughs) (laughs) so that was really nice and then um, what's also really cool is you can remap all the buttons, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Like, I wish all games let you do that. And because it was a Game Boy Advance game, you know, you only had A, B, start, select, D-pad, like, left trigger, right trigger, that's it. So now the Switch has all these extra buttons that you can, like, assign stuff to. So it's like, I had Y button is, like, opening the menu, um, B button is opening the map and stuff really quick. So instead of having to reach all the way up to pause, I could just, like, map unmap like menu like so toggle like through the menu like really quick and stuff so that's like really handy and it's like one of those things they didn't have to do that like Mm -hmm. they could have just been like yep here's the game boy advance games have fun like not really change anything so the fact that they added like little quality of life stuff to it to make your life a little bit easier like doing stuff it's like that's great like i wish other remasters and stuff like that would do stuff like that now here's a question I have for you. I mean this this will probably span across all of your games. But let's say you have a game where your attack isn't necessarily shooting based. Are you still mapping your attack button to the, your your right trigger? No. So for me, so for um uh, by default for the Castlevania game, they had it where on the cuz I was playing it on the Switch. They had it so that like A which is like the far right button or whatever was jump. And then like B was the attack. And then they had X and Y as the extra buttons. But to me that felt really weird because I felt like the B button would technically be the A button for like the Game Boy Advance and stuff. So I made like B button, 
my uh my like jump and stuff and then the x button my attack and then modified the y and b or whatever to be the extra buttons mm-hmm. um the but for the rewind and stuff like i always feel weird with the bumpers like because they always make like the they made the left bumper and right bumper the like left trigger right trigger and it's like dude i like the like l the lr and like the zr or whatever z zl and zr buttons as the actual trigger buttons because the little bumper buttons like when you're holding the controller that feels right it's like dude it's like the button's like up here so it like feels kind of mm-hmm. awkward to try and position your hand up there but um but normally like i do like for like shooters and stuff i feel like if it's not like the right trigger for shooting like that would just feel so foreign and i think people <laughs> would hate that yeah i just thought it was pretty weird because like with tails uh, arise you can map your own buttons in combat right um mm-hmm. so you go into the menu and they do have uh the right trigger as your sword attack and i was thinking about it and i was like do i leave it that way because i'm so used to playing shooters that that's my attack but with guns you just hold down the trigger and it empties the clip this is like you're pressing it like Like how many times do you really want and that's the thing with the trigger button too is like you know you could press it in like two-thirds of the way and it's not until that last third that it actually like registers it being pressed in so there's like that delay so it's like if you're trying to like quickly like attack and just like do you really want that delay like every time of sitting there pushing the trigger in all the way yeah so i i'm stuck with this uh with this uh quandary of where do i map everything to because you know with tails arise you have uh you know three three uh attacks that you know save up uh that you can use once you save up enough energy and then you have the attacks that are synchronized between you and your teammates, but you also have your jump and your dodge. So that's already like eight buttons. And then you have like the menu to use, um, you know, items in your inventory um, to switch members between your party. And uh, I think to you, there's one other thing to use. So there's probably 11 things that you have to map onto a controller that only has about eight buttons. So, you know, some of the directions are getting used too. So it's, you know, everything is at a premium, Um, you know. So, you know, one of my biggest struggles playing that game starting out was trying to figure out a controller setup that was good for me. Uh, And I still just ended up putting the main attack button on my right trigger. (laughs) I mean, I feel like the solution to your problem is you just got to hook up the rock band drum set and then program (laughs) all the buttons to that. And you're just like attacking everything. You're like, do, 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 do. It's just like hitting all the symbols and shit and your characters just like freaking out on the screen everywhere <laughs> that would be awesome like come downstairs with just like a damp rag around my neck <laughs> and everybody's just like what have you been doing i'd be like playing tales arise it's just a really stressful time <laughs> that's how you're working out you're like yeah i was grinding for like four hours in the field just killing stuff you're like that's awesome so uh other than uh castlevania anything else Nope. I but well besides Arya Sorrow, I also because I beat that um this week, I also started Circle of the Moon, which uh me, Zach, and Steve were talking about recently on Twitter. And so I started that. I'm not super far into that, but so far it's good. And it suffered it it's one of those things though, like 
I love the collecting souls aspect and stuff of RSR. I've hundred percented the game before. Like I hundred percented the map this time through. I did not collect a hundred percent of the souls because like mm-hmm. I said, the soul drop rates are gross. There's a ring that you can buy in the shop to help with that, but it's like 300,000 gold. So it's like, you would have to get a bunch of gold to then get that, to do that. And it's like, I've done all this before mm-hmm. numerous times. And I was like, I don't feel the need to do that again. And then that's the same thing with Circle of the Moon. Like, the drop rates for the cards, it's, like, gross. Like, you sit there and you do it, and it's like, yeah, the rewinding and stuff helps, but it's, like, I feel like, like, uh, in Bloodstained Ritual the Night and stuff, like, they fixed a lot of those problems mm-hmm. that, like, these earlier games kind of suffered from with, like, the drop rates and, like, the you need certain, like, you need these three souls to beat the game. You need these couple cards in order to, like, do certain things and stuff so it's like you're you're forced into a situation where it's like you have to grind against these monsters to get this drop to be able to progress and stuff which you know when you're sitting there for 10 minutes killing the same enemy over and over not getting what you need it gets frustrating you know and it's like that takes away from your experience of enjoying the game yeah i was gonna say i'm surprised that a lot of people stuck with that game with like having that mechanic in there without having a rewind feature I think I would have probably noped pretty hard out of that game at that point. Well, and I feel like for the time it came out, because Arya Saro came out in, oh God, Game Boy Advance like 2002, I think. And it's like, you think about games like around that point, like the, it's like, yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is, is kind of like how it was back then. It's like, yeah, you know, like accessibility in games, like wasn't really a thing. It's like, oh like oh you want to remap the buttons or whatever oh you only have like three fingers so you can't really look like it is what it is like you gotta kind of just work through it where now i feel like with like xbox with their accessibility controllers like easy mode you know being implemented into stuff there's basically games where it's like you don't really have to fight anymore if you want to just watch the story like psychonauts or whatever if you want the main story you can kind of just beeline through the game you can skip boss fights. You can do whatever just to like beat the game and stuff. Gaming has kind of come a long way since then. And I think the genre has kind of evolved like from that where it's like you're not being forced into these situations where you have to necessarily like grinding is now looked upon as like a negative thing where, you know, back in the day, like Final Fantasy 1 and stuff, you know, you're sitting there grinding like in the fields and stuff for like hours trying to level. I mean, you fucking know. You played the xenoblade chronicles grinding and what it's like how enjoyable was that like well so i'll tell you right now that was a little bit more enjoyable just because there was a uh like you that's how you got some of your new blades right is like you had to kill like some of these characters like these like super strong bosses or there was like a story a story arc that you had to follow um that was a side quest that was basically you were gaining a crap ton of levels while you were doing this side quest, but you were also getting a new tchotchke to play with at the end that also needed to be leveled up. Um, So there was a carrot on the stick there. It wasn't that standard, um, you know, just hard grind. Like, I don't know, Final Fantasy VII, when you want to get to like level, you can beat the game when you're level 55. But like, if you want to get like, you know, I wanted to get to level 99. I wanted to be the that bad bitch that just walked in there and just like slapped Sephiroth around and was just like, okay, this is over now um that was a nightmare like to to do that um to level up that far um so yeah it was it's um grinding's come a long way 
instance. Yeah, I mean, especially when you think about even, like, the Pokemon games, like, in comparison to, you know, the first couple games, like, Blue and Red and Gold and Silver and stuff, where you basically, like, would grind before, like, the Elite Four stuff, or it's, like, you know, like, you go up against Misty, and it's, like, you know, her Starmie is, like, a bitch, and it's gonna heal itself and whatever, <laughs> and you're, like, sitting there, like, grinding your Bulbasaur to, like, get it to where it like knows vine whip or like razor leaf or whatever and you're like having the like symbol party where you think about like pokemon now like sword and shield you don't have to grind it all like you basically are five levels ahead of pretty much anything like when you're going through the game and with experience share and everything else there's no reason why you would have to ever like oh i need to go hit route 24 real quick and like get a couple levels in before I go to the gym. And it's like, dude, you're like wiping everything no matter what. Like you don't have to be prepared for the elite four. You could just trip <laughs> into the elite four and win. So uh -huh. yeah, it, uh, I, you know, I have, like I said, I mean, I didn't really start getting into the Pokemon until like, let's go Eevee and Pikachu. Um, so I don't know what that grinds about, but, uh, but yeah, sounds horrible. Uh, did you play anything else besides Tails? I also heard that Tails was the first one in the series that you've played, which is mm -hmm. interesting because I know, was it Tales of, it's like Symphoia or whatever, it's like mm -hmm. been re-released like five times mm -hmm. since it came out and stuff, and it's pretty much universally reclaimed as like one of the best in the series since they've re-released it so much. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't played it uh, just because I think there were just, either I wasn't in the, you know, that um headspace to play one of those games or there was just something else that i was focused on at the time um but now that i'm having so much fun with tales arise you know if i complete it yeah i might go back and, and try that but it all depends on what my uh you know that my my gaming plate looks like uh later Ooh. this year i actually do know something you've been playing because you were talking about it before i know you've been playing the hot wheels game mm -hmm. which i saw you were playing because you're playing on switch right yeah yeah, because I saw you were playing it, and I was like, dude, Shannon, because this wasn't like, because usually I'll see that you buy, like, stuff when it's on sale, like, you'll buy, like, the $3, $5 garbage game or whatever just because it's on sale just to play it, mm -hmm. but I was like, oh, dude, Shannon's playing Hot Wheels, but that was, like, 40 bucks, and I was like, whoa, like, you actually bought <laughs> Hot Wheels, and then you said it was actually good, and then mm -hmm. I've seen online and stuff, people it's been getting great reviews and people have been saying it's awesome. And I was like, I couldn't believe it was actually a good game that people are actually talking about and kind of hyped. Yeah, over. dude, let me tell you right now, this game is hella fun. So, um, it basically, it, there's no like free roam. There's no like free drive, right? Because basically what you're playing on is these tracks that people in their houses or garages or basements have created. So, um, you start out and you have maybe like one or two cars that you get to choose from. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, you start out in, I believe it's uh, somebody's basement and it's a, it's a basic trash a track. Like, it, you know, it's got some turns, uh, basically you want to drift through all of your turns so that you can build up, uh, your hot wheels points, which will then allow you to use turbo and drive fast and do loop, -de like hit loop, de loops and things like that. So it is pretty interesting because there are certain pieces of the tracks that do different things to your car. Um, like, you know, some of them are more slippery, so you can drift faster. Some of them are magnetic, so you can drive up on the walls. Um, the other fun thing about this is there are spots where, you know, because Hot Wheels, you know, revels in 
thinking outside the box and creating your own tracks there are spots where you go off the track and there's just cones that kind of guide you to where you need to go like where your next turn is but if you decide that you don't want to follow the course you can just like opt out of the race and just explore this dude's like basement or like this workspace or whatever um so it's pretty fun like you know there are ones where you're on like a construction site and you can like drive down an elevator shaft and like land on the floor and then like drive around a construction site and like look at pipes and screws and everything's so big because you're a hot wheels car so it's kind of fun to to look at the level of um detail that they put into these um racing tracks also anything that they've used in their um that they've sold like in the stores is also in the game so there are tracks where you're you're shooting out of uh like a t-rex head there are (laughs) tracks where you're um there's like these spiders that are up in like they're like in their in the corner and they shoot webs down on the tracks and if you run over them you get stuck in the spider web which is kind of cool um you know there's uh you know, uh, there's one track where you drive off of the track and then the magnet track is above you, but there's so much, uh, you know, um, magnet, uh, magnetic force that it like pulls you down and then starts pulling you up and you have to rotate your car like upside down so you can land on the track, right. And drive, otherwise you'll flip and crash. So there's a lot of ingenuity in the racing itself that I like the cars. There's hundreds of cars. Um, and you basically, get gold coins through doing the races to unlock uh blind boxes that you can then um randomly get uh cars in so you have common rare legendary mythic cars that you can get in the hot wheels lineup and every day they re there's a there's a, a part in the in the store where you can use your gold coins to buy uh, rare cars. So um, the first night that the shop was open, you could buy uh, Night Rider, you could buy Kit from the Night Rider series. Um, you know, you can buy some of their like Batman cars. Um, you know, they all come up and they're all random, so you can buy them uh, if you have enough points saved up. And it's usually anywhere from five hundred gold coins to twelve hundred, and you can usually get that in about two or three races. So um, it's not that bad. I will tell you the one gripe that I have with the game revolves around uh, the AI. So if you are racing on easy, you will cream everybody. Like they are just dumb. Like, I mean, they'll run into walls, they run into bricks, they drive off the map. It's super easy. You put it on medium and it starts to get into that AI where like you will be passing one of them and then they just kind of like, hover like at the same speed as you like they're just like oh they just match your speed like all of a sudden like whatever you're at they're at and then if you hit the turbo they hit the turbo and like they just they're just mirroring you at that point and it's so hard to get around them and then they'll do like that dick move where like you're going off of a jump and they'll just clip your back end and like send you like right off the map um and the ai on medium is like just hard enough to where if that happens once you're like in 12th place like right off the bat like they're like the huddle is so close all the time that it's you either have to run a perfect race to get first place or you're probably going to be like seventh to 12th because like they're just going to ramrod you like into the wall um i haven't even played it on harder expert yet but i can only imagine what those are like but um it yeah it's it's cool they have your standard circuit races they have time trials they have um i forget what the other one was there's there's like a 
like a time uh, they have like a time trial one they have a racing one they have a um like a drifting one where you have to get a certain amount of drift points to get around the track so yeah it, that's um that's it uh all, all in all i'd give it like an eight out of ten uh it looks good on the switch i really wish i probably waited to get it on the uh on the the ps5 um just to see graphically how different it would look because i've seen screenshots of people on twitter and their cars look legit and on the um the switch it still kind of looks <laughs> yank, a little janky um, but yeah is there like a level editor at all like yes to build? okay that's cool yeah so so um you have to go through the story campaign uh, which really isn't that much of a campaign it's a pretty big map um i've been playing for a couple hours and i'm only maybe like a third of the way through the game but there's five bosses i mean they basically tell you on the upper right hand corner there's like 32 straight up like races there's like 25 time trials there's five bosses and there's nine secret levels that you can find that's pretty much the whole game uh, there is going to be some, you know, downloadable content coming down the pipe. But right now, um, once you go, every time you're doing a race, you're getting like a texture or a type of track. Every time you beat a boss, you get like one of the big set pieces. So whether it be like the spiders or the scorpions or the, uh, the robots, like whatever it is, like those are like the big set pieces are done through boss battles. Uh, but yeah, you have, um, an area where you can customize your own tracks and you can put them online. And if people use them or vote on them, you get gold coins. So you can like, you know, that's how you can also, uh, get cars and, and blind boxes. And you also have a basement that you can, um, edit, which I don't know why they put that in there. It seems kind of useless because it doesn't do anything. Um, it's just kind of like your hangout spot and it's not even in the game itself. Like it's, it's like an extra option on the main menu. Like you can go into your basement and check it out. So hang out in the basement. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't understand what that's for, but, uh, it's there. Um, so there is a lot of customization. I would say the AI is the one is the weakest part of the game. Um, the racing is fun. They always keep it switched up. Um, there's about five or six different venues with uh, 10 maps on each venue. So there's about 60 different maps that you're going to race through. Um, so it's fun. Um, I would recommend if anybody you know wants kind of like a, a driving simulator light, um, that this would be a good one. And if you have a kid that likes Hot Wheels, like my son, he loves watching me play it because he's just like, get that car, get that car, get that car. Um, so so yeah, and all the, the Hot Wheels that are in the game you can buy in real life or are in their rotation. Um, and so my son has a fair amount of the ones that are in the game. So like every time I'm racing and he sees it, he like runs over and grabs that car and like puts it down mm-hmm. and like he can actually play with it. So I think there is a pretty cool connection there. Um, so yeah, eight out of 10 sounds fair. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I I'm definitely interested in it. I'll probably like get it when it's on sale at some point. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would. I mean, the like, I, I kind of want to wait to see what the expansion packs kind of carry as far as cars and things like that. Um, because, I mean, I haven't even unlocked all the cars yet. I mean, like I said, there's hundreds of cars. I think that would be the one thing that, um, you know, I would like to see them change a little bit is instead of making it, I think it's 500 coins per, per, per blind blocks, I would maybe bring it down to like 250 to 300. Um, that way, you know, you, you kind of get people to progress through your game faster yeah that was kind of the one gripe i saw people talking about on twitter was a lot of people weren't like huge fans of the uh the blind box mm-hmm. like loot box kind of like 
mentality yeah. in the game. And the upgrades too. The upgrade path takes a little long just because so you have two different currencies, right? You have like gears, which is basically what you use to upgrade your car because your cars can get upgraded. It's not an intensive like upgrading thing. Like basically you pay the the gears and they upgrade it for you by yourself uh, or by themselves. Um, so you have those uh, and then you have the gold coins uh, and some races give you gears. Some wins give you gold coins. If you get a blind box, um, there's no guarantee like you might get a duplicate, which sucks. Like because like you just like I spent 500 coins here and I got a duplicate car. Oof. Can yeah. you not like break it down? No, you or... can. You can break it down, and you can choose whether you want to get gold coins or whether you want to get the gears, um, which is cool. But you know, it's not enough to make it worth it. Like it's kind of a, it's basically like you you buy the the blind box, you get the car, you wasted five hundred gold coins, and then you either get two hundred gears or two hundred and fifty gold coins for trading in the car. So it's like you lose two hundred and fifty coins. <laughs> They're like, thanks for your money, chump. Here's half of it back. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's kind of a it's it's kind of a not good trade in. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. So like you're always gonna take the gears, right? I mean, because I mean that's how you. I mean, it's gonna take you forever to to level up your cars if you don't. So you just get the gears and you're like, whatever, dude. I hope I can level up my car so I'm faster. Um, but uh, another game I've been playing this week uh, was a recommendation from Zach uh, because he talks about it all the time because his son plays it. Um, but I tried Man Eater on Game Pass. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that game. Uh, I was looking for something to kill some time. And uh, I've been playing Tales Arise on Steam and I was away from the gaming laptop and I was on my gaming PC and for some reason, the laptop uh, save file didn't upload. So I was just like, well, screw this. I'm not going to go back and redo things I've already done. Um, so I tried Maneater because Scarlet Nexus was downloading. And um, yeah, it's uh, it starts off really slow. And uh, it takes a long time to get to like level eight, which is basically where you need to get to attack alligators and not get fucked up by them. Because <sighs> like basically you get dropped in this bayou and um you're walking around eating groupers and like sea turtles trying to level up i mean there's nothing for you to attack like right away uh it took me a minute to kind of understand what they wanted me to do to progress faster you know to to for your levels to go up faster you know they want you to do like the challenges and the missions and i had no idea at the time like where to find all these things i was just trying to understand how to get my shark to bite things and you know they start out in the in the 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 you know the beginning they give you this uber powerful shark that you know has the tail whip and the high jump and the bite and the whatever you know and then you start out with this baby shark and the baby shark has no tail whip has no uh, any uh, anything other than bite and run away like that's basically what it has right so um you get your ass kicked like a lot in the beginning. Like you're just alligators are just messing you up left and right. Like the only things you can eat are groupers, groupers and turtles. And there's this one mission where you got to eat like 10 catfish and the catfish are surrounded by alligators. You're just like, every time you go in there, you just get your shit kicked in. And I'm just like, dude, this sucks. Like, so, you know, finally, like I died enough times and ate enough things to where I was like a teen shark when it went from baby shark to teen shark. And I was able to like get into another area and it's cool, but, like, I'm just trying to understand, like, what the draw is to this game. Um, I get it if, like, you're younger, if, like, you're, you know, if you're, like, 
Zach's kid's age and you're big into sharks and like biting things like you probably have the intention span to make this last and have fun with it because you're swimming around, you're doing your own thing. You don't necessarily have to follow any rules. And if you stumble across something that you can kill, great, like do it. Or if you can stumble across a license plate or like a road sign or whatever, like go for it, break that crap. Um, but for me, it got stale pretty fast just because it took so long to level up and do the things that you wanted to do in the game. Uh, and I've, maybe killed one person like one um you know person on the the roster of big names that you should kill and yeah i don't know if i'm gonna go back to it i mean it was good for what it was um it's a good time waster but i tried it and it's not for me yeah i was like maybe zach next week will have to give you some pointers tell you what you're doing wrong nope nope no i mean like (laughs) I mean, it's so it's it's basically it's Grand Theft Auto, but you're a shark. So like you go up and like you pop out of the water and you bite a human and you like you 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 kill him and your threat level goes up. And then when your threat meter is full, like these shark hunters come out and they try to find you and shoot you. Basically, they have like these these targets like pop up on you that have like lasers, and then they'll either shoot a harpoon or a machine gun at your ass. Like, and you have to basically run and hide. And if you attack, if you choose to attack him and you keep eating humans, your threat level goes up. And as your threat level goes up, more and more challenging hunters come to find you. So, you know, basically it's good to just attack the humans that you need to attack when your threat meter gets full, like run away and hide and then wait for them to be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, he's not here anymore. So whatever. And then you can go back out and kill more things. So... I mean, I've played that game before, and I've played better versions of that game before. <laughs> and, you know, I still didn't finish those games either. So, yeah, Maneater, it's, I'm glad it's on Game Pass. I tried it. I gave it a try. Zach, I'm sorry. doesn't work for me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that that's it. I mean, Tales Arise again. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2, I'm still playing. Um, you know, Zach and I were talking about it, like, uh, two weeks ago. And, um, yeah, I'm still I'm still in on that game, dude. I like it still playing it having fun um but uh yeah uh spoilers this week um did you watch what if yeah i did yeah yeah okay. did you watch did i didn't i didn't but you but, didn't no dude like i told you i'm out like if you want to talk dude. about it go ahead and talk about it but i'm out so i will talk about it because i'm gonna tell you right now like this week's episode was fantastic yeah. like all like I've been saying it for weeks now. Since the Doctor Strange episode, it's been a cork bear, like downward spiral. Like, what if has not been that great? And I don't think, like, you know, most of the stories we've talked about, like Frat Thor, like, I didn't really give a shit about. Like, a lot of what's happened since then, I don't think has had any sort of impact. And I know Zach's been pretty tapped out on it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. This week uh change changed the game, if you will. <laughs> so um did you watch the Frat Thor one? Huh? Did you watch Frat Boy Thor episode? The pre- you okay, so you didn't watch. So at the very end of that episode, like in the last ten seconds of that episode, mm-hmm. uh, after everything's resolved, um Ultron shows up mm-hmm. at the very end in Thor's universe, but Ultron is actually Vision. It's Vision wearing the Ultron suit, like a suit of, like, fucking armor, and it's gold. 
mm-hmm. and it has a cape and he has all the infinity stones and that's how the episode ended and i was like dude i want to see that story like what the fuck and that was the story this next week was that story and it was basically like what if ultron won Mm-hmm. was the storyline so the whole premise is um black widow and hawkeye are basically the only two avengers left they lost the war against ultron um instead of capturing the container with vision's body and vision becoming good whatever they basically never got it and ultron got the vision body and then ended up winning the fight killed all the other Avengers um, like uploaded his brain to like the internet. And then now it's like this dystopian wasteland where there's tons of Ultron robots flying around everywhere. And black widow and Hawkeye are trying to come. Hawkeye lost an arm. He has a like Bucky. He has like a metal arm now and they're trying to fight the good fight, but you know, they're losing and they're trying to figure out how they can beat him. And they end up, going to the underground Hydra secret base from Civil War. Mm -hmm. And there's the dude whose brain or whatever, he uploaded it to the computer and stuff. So they end up teaming up with him because his stuff isn't connected to the internet. So Ultron hasn't infected it. So Hawkeye like downloads him into like one of his arrows and they're basically going to like shoot him into one of the Ultron robots. And then when it connects to the hive mind, he'll get uploaded into the hive mind network to be able to shut down Ultron. So while all of that's happening, um, the Ultron that's vision or whatever, the watcher the entire time is watching all of this. And he's like, Oh dude, this is like, you know, they're going to save this universe, whatever. Well, vision Ultron becomes so powerful kind of like Doctor Strange was in the one episode where he can basically detect the presence of the Watcher and he's like staring at him even though like he shouldn't be able to see him and the Watcher gets freaked out and he's like what the fuck and like shuts everything like down so like no one can see him and he's like you shouldn't be able to do that and then Ultron Vision like punches through the like Mm -hmm. mirror thing that they were like looking and he's like in the in-between realm where all the multiverse stuff is and he's like here you are and he starts like beating the shit out of the watcher and the watcher actually fights. So you get to see them fight and he's punching him through multiverses and shit and just beating the shit out of him. And he's like, you have all this power. And he's like, what do you do with it? He's like, nothing you watch. And he's like me. He's like, I'm not going to watch. He's like, I'm going to make a difference. And he's like, I've already changed the universe. And like, it showed him like go through, like he destroyed egos planet um, he went through basically all the different like Marvel planets and stuff we've seen. And he's like, I, he's like, I've created peace across my universe. And he's like, and now I've learned that there's other universes where I can create peace. And so now he has like access to the multiverse and the watchers like shit, dude, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he's like, all right. He's like, I can't believe it's come to this. But, and then at the very end, he shows back up in the Doctor Strange universe, or Strange has imprisoned himself in the prison or whatever, and he's like, he's like, so you've returned, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, I, he's like, I have something, and he's like, I know what you're gonna say, and he's like, and I know you're not gonna want to say it, and he's like, but I'm gonna make you say it to me, and the Watcher's like, oh, he's like, God damn it, he's like, I need your help, and he's <laughs> like, there it is, 
And he's like, all right. So then now there's one episode left and it's basically going to be, I'm assuming the Watcher assembling all the people from all the different multiverses to create like a rogue team of Avengers to fight Ultron. Hmm. But watching the Watcher fight <laughs> like super Ultron, that's like really the vision was so good. And he kills Thanos too. Like Thanos shows up for the Infinity Stones and that's how he obtained the infinity stones when he was vision after he like already conquered the earth and stuff thanos shows up and he's like starts to talk and he like looks at him and he's like man that's a neat glove you got there and he splits thanos down the middle with the mind stone and he just like falls apart and he picks up thanos's arm and like drops his hand out of the glove and then like crushes it and then all the stones come out and he like do 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 in his suit and then he's like there it is and then it becomes like a superpower i was like dude that's so good where thanos is like i'm here and he's like nope and then just kills him he's like before he has a chance to do anything that's awesome so yeah so i'm like that's kind of what i'm hoping is like with these like that this episode was really good and i'm hoping they can kind of pull it together with this last one i don't think it'll save the season like as a whole but i'm just kind of hoping they'll end on a high note at least Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so nice well that's cool uh I've been watching Ted Lasso. Um, have you been watching Ted Lasso? No, I don't have Apple no. whatever. So even though I know it's good, I know you and Zach have been talking about it and that it's super good, but I don't have. That's one of the few streaming services I don't pay for. So mm, Yeah, it's good. Uh, I I thought last week was the season finale, but it seems to me like it's just still going. So I'm not even going to say this is the last episode because I don't know how many episodes are in the season, <laughs> uh, but it was a good one. Um I also watched Free Guy this weekend. Um, so I have it downloaded. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> is it your camcorder version from like somebody in a theater? No, I mean it's a straight up like DVD <laughs> rip. I mean, like it's a good ver. It's like a good version of it. But yeah, I wasn't gonna pay money for Free Guy. But yeah, uh, it was good. I I liked it a lot. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, so you need to watch it so we could talk about it. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll t- so I'll tell you what. So I've been since Disney Plus came out, mm-hmm. I've been rewatching The Simpsons, mm-hmm. like from the very beginning. I started season one, episode one, mm-hmm. and just kind of like when I'm like caught up on everything and like while I'm working and like don't really have anything to watch, I'll just throw The Simpsons kind of on in the background and stuff and watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've like up. I had been like I'm like okay. Like I've seen like all these episodes and stuff. Like I'm like I've seen every single one. Like it's like trip down memory lane. Then I hit about the like very end of season 19, and <laughs> it was like starting to hit stuff where I hadn't seen it now. And this was about 2007, 2008 is like mm-hmm. when these episodes were. So it's like yeah, that's about the time high school like whatever like where I fell off of The Simpsons, and then I hit season 20. And I'm like, God, this is garbage. Like, because like the first the first couple of episodes, like it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't great. It wasn't like early sense like goodness. But I was like, it's. I was like, all right, like this isn't that bad. Or, you know, whatever. It's okay. And then I hit this one episode, and this was the episode where I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I <laughs> don't feel a need to go any further than this because if anything, it's gonna be more of this. I'm totally done with it. And the whole premise of the episode was. Bart becomes friends with this little Muslim kid Mm -hmm. and then like the bullies are trying to beat him up and then Bart gives like some speech about like 
different religions and about like whatever and i'm like all right like one i'm like it's so on the fucking nose it's like almost disgusting at this point like the message is like in your face in your face in your face and i'm like okay and then while that's going on lisa gets her an ipod and is dealing with like apple bullshit or whatever so i'm like okay and then while all that's happening the townspeople know or whatever like the people at moe's are like oh um we don't like the fact that bart's friends with this muslim kid because muslims are terrorists and homer's like what and then now he thinks the kid's family is a bunch of terrorists so he's like breaking into their house and stuff trying to see like what they're trying to blow up and i'm just like dude this is so fucking cringy like i couldn't and then like the dude works in construction or whatever, like blowing up buildings and stuff like League. So then Homer's like, oh my God, he is blowing stuff up and he's going to blow up Springfield Mall. And they were like demolishing the old mall because there's like the new mall and he's trying to stop it. And I'm just like, dude, come on, man. Like, this is just so bad. I couldn't <laughs> even anymore. I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> like, Good, good. It's, it's, it's good to know that after 20 seasons, you tapped out on The Simpsons. Yeah, and I was like, man, I'm glad I guess I stopped where I did stop before I got to see it become what it became. <laughs> like... <laughs> awesome. Uh, I've been watching um, the Squid Game. Squid Game. So, oh my god, damn it, Shan. All right, so I haven't watched it <laughs> at all, but I know, like, everyone I know has, like, messaged me about it. It's uh -huh. all over Twitter. Like, as soon as it came out on Netflix, I saw, I watched the trailer, and I was like, yes. This is something that I would watch. It's basically Korean Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. I'm in, motherfucker. Like, I'm going to watch it. And Megan wants to watch it too, though. So it's one of those things where I'm not going to watch it without her. Like, we're going to watch it together. Mm -hmm. But then, like, my friend Chris watched it. and He's messaging me on Facebook. He's like, bro, you got to watch Squid Game. And I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> and then someone else is like, dude, have you watched Squid Game? I'm like, no. I'm like, but I'm going to watch it. And then I see, <laughs> like, people are like, posting clips and stuff on Twitter. And I'm like, no, I don't want to know anything. Like, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be good. So yeah, I don't, I'll tell you, I don't, uh, I don't know if my girlfriend is in on it or not. It's, it's splitting. It's, you know, either you like it, either you really, really like it, or you really don't like it. Like you think it's slow and boring. Um, and I'll tell you that first episode, it takes 75% of that episode for you to be invested in it. Like before you get to the point where like you understand it and want to be in it. Um, so yeah, I it, I understand the the critiques of it, but for the most part, I think I'm I'm in. I want to. So it. is that the general premise though? Is basically like a group of people are like put into like a game effectively that they have to like win their way out of. Like yeah. I I loosely watched the trailer, but it's like I didn't like fully invest in it because it was just something like I know I'm gonna watch it, so I didn't want to like have a bunch of shit ruined for me. Yeah, so basically what it is, is there's a whole bunch of people that have gambling problems or have made poor financial choices in their life. Okay. And they're severely in debt, so much mm -hmm. so that they will never be able to get out of debt. Like, they're just basically going to be working for the rest of their lives to pay off their debt. So these people come up and basically give them a card and they're like, look, like, you play this game and, like, there's a chance that you can win a lot of money. But they don't even say, like... <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna pay off your debt like you're basically just you signed a contract that said you're going to basically wave wave away your bodily rights um so they basically take you they 
you know, you call them and they're like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to put you in this, in this game. And you basically get put on this, you know, this, this playing field and the rest is squid game. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, uh, uh, startling to see like, you know, with some people, how deep their addiction goes, uh, with addic- uh, with uh, gambling. Um, and you know, just the sheer panic of people realizing the situation, like how, what, what, where they're at and what's happening and the, the sheer, you know, with some people, just the, um, sheer disregard for their own lives is <laughs> pretty funny to watch. So yeah, squid games, man. Like I'd watch it. You gotta watch it. So that's funny because there's so there's an anime with a similar I guess premise to that with the game. It's called Kaiji, mm-hmm. and the whole premise is Kaiji is in a bunch of debt from game like whatever he owes, like not like basically like the mob like whatever this like group of individuals money like a lot of money, and there's a they a lot of other people who owe them money and stuff too, and they they're like hey so here's the thing they're like you owe us a lot of money they're like we're either gonna beat the fucking shit out of you like because you can't pay us like or they're like you can basically enter this game or whatever where one night you could win a ton of money and basically pay off your debt and maybe walk away with extra money and so that's the whole premise he goes and the first season is like the riverboat saga or whatever, where he goes onto this giant gambling riverboat and it takes place in one night and him and all these people have to play rock, paper, scissors. Mm-hmm. But the trick is it's not actual rock, paper, scissors. It's card based and everybody gets a set of cards for like rock, paper, scissors. And um, you like go to like actual gambling tables to play and it's like you can have however many cards you want, but then it's like once you're out of cards, you lose because you obviously can't play anymore. And then you get like you basically they send you underground to like work off your debt for like the rest of your life or whatever. And so Kaiji goes onto the boat and is playing, and it's cool to see all the different strategies. Like there's people who are like going around collecting all of the scissors cards. And so they're like running the capital on scissors. So it's like nobody else is going to have scissors now because they own all the scissors cards and they like either destroyed them or using them. And it's like, well, it's going to get to the point where eventually rock cards are going to run out. And then there's going to be a bunch of people with paper who will have no way of winning against all the people who have scissors. And so there's like those strategies going on. And then there's like people teaming up with other people and stuff like sharing their pool of cards, like, all right, well, we're going to get through this. And like, and so Kaiji basically ends up, he ends up winning and ends up getting like paying his debt off and whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. Like it had a, he loses an ear by the end of the anime, but it's like, (laughs) cool, happy endings all around. Like he paid off his debt. He gets to go home season two. He's paid off his debt. But now, of course, like, still a gambling addict, like, lost a bunch more money, owes them, <laughs> ends up being sent to the underground to work the rest of his life in the fucking mines to pay it off. And then in the mines, they have, like, a dice game going on. And then, like, he's like, oh, well, you can buy a day pass to go to the surface for one day for a million dollars. And so then he devises this whole plan 
again, group of people, he's going to earn a million dollars to then buy a day pass to then go to the surface for one day and then gamble. And then while he's up on the surface gambling, win enough money to pay off his debt so he doesn't have to go back to the underground. So then that's like season two is the first half is him earning the money to go to the surface. And then the second half of the season takes place in the 24 hours he has above ground of him trying to win enough money so that he, they will not take him back to the underground. <laughs> wow. That but sounds... It's very depressing, but it's so good. It's like... Well, I mean, that's a thing too, about like the first episode of squid game is like, it's so uh, uncomfortable, right? I mean, it's, it's there, there's situations that the guys in there's highs and there's lows and the lows that are created are, you know, through circumstance and bad luck. And it's just kind of a bummer all the way around. Like this dude's a POS dude. Like he's a piece of shit <laughs> and you don't feel like and it, it just adds to the uncomfortableness of the whole situation. Um, so if you don't like that uncomfortable, like my girlfriend could not watch like 10 minutes of it. Cause she was just like, dude, this is so uncomfortable. It's so embarrassing. Like I can't, I can't watch this. And I said, well, I'll watch it for you. Um, I'll watch so, it. yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, definitely got some, uh, some of those like tense moments, but yeah. Have, that's, um, have you ever watched battle Royale? No. Oh man, dude, I don't know. It's probably on a streaming service somewhere, but I read the manga and then the movie came out for it. It's basically Hunger Games, but like the general or I'm as Hunger Games is more like it. It was pretty much based off of it, but the whole premise is like every year one high school class is randomly selected to complete to compete in the battle royale, but they like don't know it. It's under the guise of like a school field trip. And then it's like, oh, well, you're the class that got selected this year. And then they get sent to an island. And then on the island, they all have callers where it's tracked and it's televised and everybody watches it and bets and whatever, uh, like who's going to win and survive. And you're they're given a duffel bag with supplies and like a random weapon. And then they're like, all right, have fun. You have three days. And there's at the end, there's going to be one winner. And if there's more than one person alive at the end of three days, the callers are going to go off and everyone's head's going to basically explode. <laughs> so it's either you kill till there's one of you left or you all die. And so go. And then there's like the group, the people who like don't want to kill other people. And then it's like just based off whatever weapons you get, the one kid in the class is a fucking who's a sociopath. <laughs> he, he ends up getting the Uzi. <laughs> and so he's just running around fucking gunning people down and shit like does not matter and then the other person who's like competing he's not even in that class like uh he like is the previous winner of this and he like volunteered to come back so he's like going head to head against the fucking class psychopath and stuff. And he like wanted to come back because like he enjoyed playing the game. Wow. So it's like them going. And so it's, it's really good. And like the movie is pretty good. The manga of course is better because you get actual insight into each of these characters. And a lot of them are really fucked up people. And like the one kid and stuff like his fucking, stomach gets like slid open and he like duct tapes his fucking shit like all back together and like builds a bomb to like blow up a bunch of people and shit <laughs> but it's really good i definitely recommend nice. it and then there's a sequel that there was never a manga for and then the sequel 
is the person who wins in the first game is like now trying to take down like the whole battle royale organization and so they're trying to kill him so that's what the second movie is is this new class doesn't have to kill each other their job is to kill the winner from the first movie and because he's built like an army and stuff to go against them and then now instead of them being competing as individuals they're in pairs of two and now if your partner dies your head explodes (laughs) <laughs> and so you have to keep your partner alive. So there's a bunch of people in the beginning of the movie, like someone like sticks their head up and then gets like a bullet through the head and their partner's like, fuck, 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 trying to pull the collar <laughs> off and then their head explodes and it's like, nope, like you're gone. So you have to like, keep okay. each other alive. And then like people are like, grabbing and like, I don't care if I have to drag you fucking through here. Like I'm taking you with me and you are not going to die. <laughs> like you will sit there and you will be quiet while I do all the work. And you will not die on me. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I think I'm going to have to take a look at that. That's pretty cool. Well, all right. Um, I think we've hit the end of our show. Uh, so thanks, guys, for listening to another banger episode. Uh, sorry, it was just the two of us this week. Hopefully um, you enjoyed this ride with us talking about uh, our video games that we've been playing, talking about Hot Wheels and and all that other fun stuff. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes and, uh, you know, give a like and subscribe, uh, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter. We have a Facebook page that, you know, hasn't really been uh, too popping recently, but it, it, it's still there. Uh, we got a discord channel that we, uh, that we have um, that you can jump into. You can talk. What if spoilers, you know, we got some good video game chat and people are posting up pictures of their Oreos that they're finding, uh, their Pokemon Oreos. So, um, we got a robust community guys. Just, uh, jump on over. And, um, Justin, we know what Robbie would say if he was here, but what would Zach say? Hey guys, if Zach would hear was here, he would say, ow, my fucking leg. <laughs> and hey guys be great wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs>